Welcome to the Center in the Seat. I'm Elizabeth Bell. And I'm Allison Kate. And today we're talking about the balance. First of all, happy Mother's Day. That was Sunday. Um, and even if you're not a mother yet, we know that you are mentoring young women at work or at church or in your neighborhood or in your family as an aunt, and so that counts too. And maybe you don't want to be a mother. Exactly, which is fine. There are some days I would join you in that. (laughs) No, mostly I just adore mine. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, the Balancing Act... You know, just coming out of the crazy epidemic and social distancing, and I think a lot of women right now are in the middle of a balancing act, trying to balance um, your kids at school, homeschool, if you will. Mm. Uh, Maybe you're working. Yeah. But maybe on top of that, you're seeing all your friends that are getting these home projects done, and so you feel like, oh, I need to throw that in there. And And what about date night with your husband? Oh, girl. I don't even know what that is. The last time I had a date with my husband, not that I'm counting, was December 5th. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Without the kids? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a long time. Yeah. It's coming. Hang tight. It's a desert. Oh, sorry. That's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of the main questions that we get asked, I think. You know, when we go speak at conferences or when we're at church events or just sitting in small groups or with other women that we come in contact with, this is um, how do you fit it all in? How do you how do you maintain balance? And I think so. The definition, you know, I got to define a word, oh, right? Yeah. Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> is having different elements in the correct proportions, mm. right? And so the first thing you have to do is figure out what the elements are that need to be in the correct proportions. And like yours are different than mine. Totally. And they're different for everyone. And, and depending on your stage of life, they may change. So you have to reevaluate them. Um, I mean, we're all looking for, I remember, um, I call it my fragile ecosystem. <laughs> like my little world. Um, I'm like, Matt, I'm just telling you, it's a fragile ecosystem <laughs> right here. <laughs> but um, I remember one time, gosh, when my little girl was little, I picked her up And I put her in my lap and started hugging and kissing her, you know, and she said, ah, that's, this is just what I need every second of the day. I've been trying to figure out what I need and this is it. (gasps) I mean, do you ever have one of those days though when, when things seem a little, just everything's a little off and you're like trying to get to that sweet spot that she found, it's like, she had sort of whatever was going on in her little mind, you know, she was feeling a little off. And when I picked her up and was just snuggling her, it was like, oh, this is what I need. You know, she wasn't looking for it. She didn't know what it was. But when she got it, she realized, holy cow, this is what I need. A little bit of this all day long. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because um, I don't think of an ecosystem. I um, used to work in a magic show in a dinner theater and they had the guy I love that about you. Oh, no. <laughs> they had the guy that was spinning plates. Have you ever seen the guy? He's like yes. not in real life, only on television, but yes. Like he really did it. <laughs> so spinning plates and you're wondering which one's gonna fall. Oh my goodness, how can he hold all those plates up? And so when I think of balance act, yeah. That's exactly what I think about. Some of you might think of Circus of Life. But I think of the right. spinning plate guy. Um 
But what's interesting for me is I had a time in my life when my husband and I both worked 50, 60 hours a week mm. and our kids were at four different schools. Wow. And I was very driven by my schedule and mm-hmm. I was very, you know, procedures had to be in place. I mean, I would have made you happy. Checklist, yeah. color-coded everything, right? I like it. Right. Um, and we were running strong. I thought, we are killing this thing called life. My kids are fed. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of happy. They have, you know, a roof over their head. And to me, I was balanced. Right. And then God started to, you know, take those things away. And I realized I didn't need all of those things. I only had to balance a few of those things because he didn't call me to do all of it. That's right. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I should do it. Uh, can I get a word on that? <laughs> a, word? <laughs> a word? Okay, so I don't know. I'm sure many of you have probably read Having a Merry Heart and a Martha World. And there is, I'm pretty sure the story is in that book, um, this great little story about the guy or the lady or whoever that goes through the village and he's going up to the mountain to take some rocks to the top of the mountain. And I could totally be butchering this, but this is the gist. And he's going through the village with his little wheelbarrow, his wagon, taking his stuff up to the top, whistling, carrying a tune. And somebody stops him and they're like, oh, where are you going? And he tells them, they're like, oh, you're going? Do you mind taking my rocks too? Because, you know, I'm going to take care of Sally Sue and do whatever. And if you're going anyway, oh, sure, I'll do it. Uh Still kind of whistling a tune. It's a little heavier in that wagon. Keeps going. Somebody else does the same thing. Then somebody else does the same thing. And it's praise and worship that he was singing, praising the Lord for going up that mountain, doing that stuff that the Lord had asked him to do. He started to grumble, get a little sweaty, get a little angry, get a little resentful. Girl, been there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the Lord's like, well, why are you so angry? And, and he's crying out to the Lord, why did you give me so much work? I cannot handle this load. This is too much. What were you thinking, Lord? And the Lord's basically like, dude, now it definitely doesn't say this in the book. (laughs) Dude, look in your wagon. Those four rocks at the back were the only ones I asked you to carry up this hill. Every other rock in your wagon, you chose to put in there. I did not ask you to do it. Mm. Lighten the load, man. I remember you telling that story at a Bible study when I watched you um, do a Bible study at Hope a long time ago. And that story just resonated so much with me. It has never left my brain. And many, many, most things leave my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know. So how do you find the balance? Like, what's the key, you know? Right. So I definitely think... uh, if you're listening to this and you've not listened to last week's episode on boundaries... Oh, that's a good start. Just say no, I think. Go mm-hmm. ahead and listen to that also. That is, you know, because boundaries and learning to say no and not pick up those other people's stones gives you, helps you maintain the balance and prioritize the things that God has called you to do. And so, one is... The first step is always prayer. You know, praying that God would reveal to you what those things are that are important, that he has called you to, that you need, um, and self-reflection. And here's the thing. That is not a one-second prayer. Uh, That is correct. That is like some journaling. That is some hard work on your part. We Mm -hmm. do that a lot to you guys. Like, this is on your part because it is. Right. Um, You need to sit with God, and I mean, it might take months. Uh Uh-huh. It took me years. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to depress you or anything, <laughs> but, but I wasn't as focused on it. Like I didn't really get, I didn't really understand it. I wish I had had someone mm-hmm. like this podcast to listen to about, about this balance, because I think, you know, no matter where you are in life, if you've got, if you're just single and you're working and you're managing volunteering or whatever you're doing, or you're newly married without children and you're, you have all the, everybody's got activities. I don't care what stage of life you're in, or you've got aging parents or if you've got toddlers or you've got teenagers and it just doesn't matter. Everybody's busy. And so there's some things to consider, some questions that you can ask yourself that will help you, you know, as you're praying, help, you know, help you kind of decipher what those things are in your life. And so the first one might be, what do I think about most on a daily basis? Mm. You know, what are those things that you think about? And I'm not, we're not talking about bad things. You know, things that make you happy. What do you think about? Do you think, oh, I wish I had time for some gardening today. Dang, I wish that I could get out on that greenway and take a three-mile walk. What are the things that you're thinking about that you're wishing you were doing? Um, Who are you craving a deeper connection with? And why? You know, it shouldn't be the guy at your office if you're married. Just saying. But <laughs> well, you know, and I, I'm gonna say the flip side of these things is, if if you're a little wired like me, I would say, what are the things that I'm doing every day that bring me pain? Well, there's that too. Okay, who are the people I'm spending time with that I'm like, oh dear lord, really? Are we doing this again? She I, just totally sucked me dry. Right, I got nothing left. <laughs> So, I right. mean, so which goes back to our boundaries conversation. Right. But I might I might think a little differently than you do, but sorry, keep going. No, that's good. That's good. So, what about what you've accomplished? Um, what accomplishment, right, you know, have you accomplished lately that you are most proud of right now? And I'm not talking about it had to be getting a 10 million dollar grant for the local children's society. <laughs> you know, like did you just build a garden that you're just so proud of or step out of your comfort zone and inf- invite a neighbor to dinner and now you have this awesome new friendship or maybe you just created this brand new meal during quarantine and you're like dude these cookies rock i'm putting this out on the internet it is so great i'm so proud of this recipe it could be something so small but identify something that you're just an accomplishment that you're that you're proud of right now and then what and who makes you happy what make who makes your life happy Um, think about, and that goes back to your question. That's staying more on the positive note instead of who who brings me pain. (laughs) Who is a thorn in my side? (laughs) You know, like what adventure or project or experience would make you feel totally just and completely so excited about life? Like I'll get up and ask my kids, you know, when, when, when they actually went to school instead of online school (laughs) and I would, for the week I'd say, okay, what's the one thing that you can look forward to this week? You know, because it was like, oh, we got to go to school, you know, blah, 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 especially for my son. And what's the one thing you can look forward to? Like, what's that thing that makes you really excited? And, you know, after reflecting on all those, I guess the thing is you're identifying those activities that you, you need on a regular basis to feel more balanced in your life. So for me, I'll give you the inside scoop on me. I identified a long time ago that there were four things that I needed in my life and I needed equal parts of those to maintain just a healthy mental, emotional, physical balance. I need Bible study, which is my time with God. I need um, exercise because that's like an outlet for stress for me Um, and and a lot of people too. I need date night with my husband 
and I need girls' night out. Remember, mm. it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> and so, and now, as my, um, I have also identified in myself that even more than exercise right now, I need time alone. That's a new, that's a new development because I have been around people a lot in my house in quarantine. We're always together all the time. And so some time alone is important for me in whatever way that looks. And so what's the big deal? It sounds kind of selfish to have balance. No, it's not at all because when we're balanced, what happens? Then when we see that person that God places in front of us in Target that looks like they're having a pretty crappy day, we're more willing to listen to his nudge and give her a compliment. Right. Or stop to hear their story when we're not freaking out, stressed out, angry, resentful, whatever. When we're more balanced, we take more time to be, we are brighter. We are a brighter light in the world. And we take more time to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those around us and to those he places in our path. I mean, just think of the collateral damage you can do. Okay. I imagine, because I used to do it. <laughs> You know, you are running ragged. Mm-hmm. You have you are having a fire on all cylinders 24 hours a day. You're worn out. To a frazzle. Somebody's running late. Now your whole day is offset. Now I've got to speed down 40 when my kids are school. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm I'm using some sentence enhancers to allow them to know how I feel about them driving the way they are. Sentence um, enhancers. I really like that. <laughs> oh, my friend Stacy taught me that one. That is a good one. Keep going. I'm sorry. Right? And then I have some hand signals to share. Oh. I mean, not only am I disrupting everybody else, I'm swerving. People are like, look at that idiot. The kids in my car are a little bit afraid for their life, so I'm setting their day off wrong. Oh, um, right? true. Right. And, it's a ripple effect. And the amount of, like, um, adrenaline running through my body, oh, my goodness. By the time you get to work, Lord. It's exhausting. That alone, the adrenaline, can exhaust you. So, you know, if you happen to be one of my youngest teachers at that preschool, you know, that he used to attend, and I would come in a little frazzled, sorry about that. (laughs) I was unbalanced. Thank you for your grace. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) Love you, mean it. (laughs) Um, Well, I think, too, you know, with balance, it can feel selfish and we need to that's the reason I bring that up the benefits of balance it benefits everyone that is that ripple effect it benefits us and it benefits God and it benefits those around us no matter who that is if it's a spouse if it's your children if it's co-workers um, it benefits everyone when we're balanced and the more that you identifying these can be the trickiest part it was for me and then working and then figuring out a plan on what it looks like in your week um, or month, because you can't have a date night every night with your husband. That would be too much. That would be overbalanced <laughs> or out of balance or out of whack. Um, figuring out what it looks like in your month to maintain a balance. So I would work out, you know, I knew I needed to work out three days a week. I would do go to my Bible study and then I would have my homework sporadically you know, Bible study homework till the next week. And then I knew Matt and I would, uh, especially when our children were younger, now it's not such a big deal, but we scheduled a babysitter when our children were younger. She lived in our neighborhood. She was in high school. And we told her, we, we asked her, we said, what is a good night for you? When are you available? She said, Wednesday nights. We said, great. Put us on your calendar for the first and third Wednesday of every month. 
just put us come show up from six to eight and we didn't have a ton of money but that was making sure that we had our date nights and we had no excuses because we totally would have canceled but here's the deal you didn't schedule the babysitter with the intention of having a date night and then someone said can you volunteer at church from six to eight and you said sure nope can't do that you had to do what you were originally that time is scheduled off that's right you fit it into your schedule and that's right and then girls night out now I didn't get to do that every two weeks but we did that maybe I would try to do a lunch and then of course I had Bible study so that was with my girls but then we would try to do dinner once a month definitely a go out dinner where we got dressed up and stuff and then we'd fit in a lunch or something else maybe or a coffee in between that and that was good for me that gave me balance but then, you know, as the kids got older and we didn't really need that scheduled babysitter, sometimes we would get caught in the firestorm of life. And I would notice, it's like, I'd be a little grumpy. And so I stop. It's like a red flag for me. And I'm like, hmm, which one am I missing? Mm. And I go to those four things. Knowing her, she had a diagram. <laughs> in my head, I do. I go through the list of my four things. I'm like, which, I'm exercising. I got my Bible study. I just had lunch with it. Oh, and I say, babe, I need a date night. I'm just telling you. I'm letting you know right now. Yeah. And so I just tell him. Like, I've, you know, it's taken practice over the years, but it's so important. And then he jumps right on it because he knows. Right. <laughs> if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to know. Um, you know, people around you are going to know what you need, too. They're already going to know that you're not hitting on all cylinders. Right. So do everyone a favor in a minute and fix it. And if you have littles or if you have your own children or other people around you, for them to see you do this, to, to show up, to, you know, figure out what these things are in your life, to maintain, try, work on, and you're not always going to have it perfect, but to try to maintain this balance, it is such a great influence on others. And, you know, our children, those around us, it's like, how do you do all that, you know? But you gotta, you gotta pray about that stuff, and you gotta get the Lord to, you know, pay attention to those little nudges, like mm, something's off, red flag, red flag, and He sends you back, you know, to whatever that, whatever that is, that plate that's yeah. about to fall off the spinny thing. Right. Yeah. And for me, it was like, what is the pain point? What is happening right here, and what do I need to fix it? What is the opposite of this? What? So I'm so stressed. I'm so busy. I'm on such a crazy schedule. I just I need five minutes. They used to talk about this white space in your life. I'm uh -huh. like, white space? What does that even mean? They're like, oh, like, you know, the margins on the paper. I'm like, oh, y'all are cute. <laughs> <laughs> My paper ain't big enough, right? So what is the answer to that? Take some stuff off your paper. That's right. And so that is... Take off. one of your stones out. And that is me going to God, and I still do it every single year, every six months sometimes. If I start to feel a little overwhelmed, God, what have I put in here mm -hmm. that I, is not mine? What have I taken on that is not mine? And uh, some people don't like when you tell them, this is not for me right now, and that's okay. It it's is okay. It's, you know, going to God and figuring out what the items are in your life and the to-dos, because everything's a good thing that people ask you to do, pretty much. Like, you want to volunteer at the library? You want to be on the PTA? You want to volunteer at church? You want to teach Bible study? You want to do this? You want to do that? There's so many amazing things. Tons of nonprofits. Tons of volunteer, and they're all wonderful things, but that you aren't called to do all of them, nor are you capable. 
And so praying about which ones and prioritizing and then within that figuring out where you need that balance is so important. And you are not being selfish. You are making the world and those around you happier and a better place. Aww. You know? Yeah. So balance is for everyone if you're feeling selfish. A lot of times people do. They don't feel like they should, that it's it's selfish to do all these things for themselves. It's not selfish. You want to hear something crazy? You just brought up something, a memory from so long ago. I remember I had a friend ask me. So at this point, I had a six-year-old and a one-year-old maybe. Mm. And the friend said, what makes you happy? I could not answer that question to save my life. I had nothing. Wow. Because I was so busy making sure everybody in my life was happy first. Mm. Uh-huh. I had nothing. Wow. And that question played over my mind over and over again. What makes you happy? Well, what food do you like? I don't know. I've been denying myself for so long it's macaroni and cheese and frozen chicken nuggets <gasps> yeah. no it's not that's what my kids eat that's not what I like oh, yeah it's like you brainwash yourself <laughs> yeah and so you know if if the answer to what makes you happy is uh partying that's not what God's looking for right right, right. Um, and so you do have to balance it and really make sure that you have the right heart and the right intentions when you're asking these questions absolutely but it did come to some amazing life change. It will. And it certainly um, it certainly makes it easier to live with yourself. And it makes it easier for everyone else to live with you. <laughs> it means no worries for the rest of your days. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. You can sing so much better than me. I don't know about that. When I get to heaven, I get to sing in the praise and worship band. That's awesome. what I tell God because I can't sing here. <gasps> I want to play the organ. Okay, great. Okay. Well, you could do that now. Uh, mm. I don't know about that. Maybe next time. We'll yeah. give it a try. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. We'll look forward to talking with you next time on The Center and the Saint. <laughs> <laughs>